Welcome to the Creatives in Focus podcast. Hi, I'm James Reed, a fantasy author publishing under JMD Reed. The first volume of my epic 12-book fantasy series, Shadow of the Dragons, is available for purchase. Check out Foundation of Courage. Today, I'm joined by DJ Lejeune. He's the author of Path of Relics, Aether Shard, the Lore Seeker Odyssey Book 1. How are you doing today, DJ? Hey, James. I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing real good, real good. I always like to start out this... Uh, interview with a fun question so dj are you a uh, morning person or a evening person uh, i would say more of a, an evening person <laughs> for sure <laughs> okay okay so yeah you don't get going fast in the morning i mean you know i, I do because i have to but um uh, it, you know it, it definitely takes uh, a cup a cup of coffee at least <laughs> to uh, to wake up and and get those first tasks happening in my brain otherwise it's just it's too much of a slog if i don't have <laughs> some coffee yeah, fair, enough, fair enough so uh dj how long have you wanted to be an author uh i would say since since grade school probably uh it was the first time i had that inclination it, we we would have these english projects where our english teacher would tell us to go home and write some sort of like a paper, a one one page length or two page lengths about some story we were reading in class, whether it was Romeo and Juliet or whatever, you know, it happened to be. And I would take those and and come back with them. And she would, of course, or he would, of course, have us read them in front of the class. It got to where the class was always anticipating mine because they were just pretty funny. And I guess I did a decent enough job on them. So I, that was the first time I saw that I might have a little bit of talent. Yeah, it kind of just kept going from there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, let's talk about one of those stories, uh, Path of Relics. So uh, when entering a contest can win you cash can also lead to millions dying. That's a that's quite the problem in a VR tournament. <laughs> so uh, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, well, it's a um, science fiction story, um, but it's it's an interesting blend of science fiction and fantasy. Uh, it's uh, what some people would call game lit or even uh, a, a light version of a lit RPG or, or progressive fantasy. This all kind of those are some of the more niched down genres that it fits in under science fiction. But the idea behind it is it's about this down on his luck guy uh, in this job star future. And he loves to play video games and he gets offered the chance to play the video of game of his dreams, which is Path of Relics. And it is this real as life virtual reality game where when you're in it it's like you're really there you feel like you're really there and it's fantasy based so it's it's got dungeons and monsters and lost civilizations and things like that but the thing is as he starts to play this game our main character terry he starts to see that events happening in the game are causing these deadly malfunctions in manhattan and that it's you know it's starting to kill people so it's kind of like this mix of Ready Player One, Lord of the Rings, and uh, Indiana Jones. Okay. Yeah, no, it sounds kind of like a, a fun one. So why don't you tell us about, like, your uh, your main character, sir? Like, what makes him tick? Yeah, so his name is Terry. Uh, Terry Devereaux is his last name. And he is what's known in my novel as a Gurker. 
which is uh, short for gig worker. And uh, the idea is it's set in 2044, so there's not much work to go around. Uh, something that we're kind of starting to see play out a lot right now or, or starting to, to play out is this idea of, of artificial intelligence being better at uh, our jobs than we are. And uh, in the future of my story, that has happened quite a lot. And um, Terry is is firmly in that group that can't get a job because it's either already automated away or if there is a job position opening, there's so many people out of work, they usually have 10 years of experience on him. So he has no, no chance. So he, he's a gig worker and he struggles day and night. He busts his butt, he, you know, do anything to make money to uh, keep himself out of um, what's called communal, basically. It's just like uh, government-provided housing because so many people are out of work. They basically had to start doing that for a good part of the population. So his whole thing, Terry, is he works hard. He you know, he wants something greater, but he just doesn't believe in himself enough that he can achieve anything greater, partially because of his past. But, you know, it's it's a position that a lot of people in, are in in this story because there's so little opportunity. You get told no constantly and rejected constantly that it starts to eventually eat away at you. And um, so when it comes to this opportunity to play this game, he actually turns it down at first, thinking like he would never win any money anyway, because, you know, who is he? But it turns out he actually has some skills that lend itself pretty well. To playing this game and um you know that's kind of where it starts to go to for him and until he starts to realize that maybe more is going on with this game than he first thought okay so uh where did you get the idea for this from uh, let's see it came from a lot of different places the the main uh, impetus of me coming up with the idea was wanting to tell i wanted to tell a, a virtual reality story uh, i love technology. I'm not a futurist, but I, I, I guess I'd like to consider myself an amateur futurist, you know, just thinking about what are things going to be like uh, in, in the future, what experiences are we going to be able to have that we can't have yet. And that's a lot of what comes out in the stories that I write and that I want to write. And for this one, for Path of Relics, it, it was about virtual reality. You know, what would the holodeck version of virtual reality be like? Something that's it's not like The Matrix or something like Sword Art Online, right, where those in those stories, it's all happening in your head. And um, I wanted to write, tell a story that explored, OK, what would be what's called full immersion virtual reality be like, where you're actually in this device that when you run, you know, your character in the game runs, when you jump, the character in the game does that. So you're not just laying in a bed, you know, dreaming all this, basically. It's, you're actually going through the movements and you can react you know make the world do things about what you do with your avatar but the world acts back on you through the technology with things like force feedback and all that so uh, that was really the passion uh, of the the kernel of the idea was how can i tell a story where i get to explore that right explore that technology and what it would be like and on top of that i didn't want to tell the story where oh you know you die in the in the game and you die in real life just because it's, it's been done a lot so I wanted to come up with another way that there could be life or death stakes in the story, but that those life or death stakes, you know, come about in other ways than you die in the game, you die in real life. Okay. Okay. So uh, did you have to do a lot of research for this novel? I did. Uh, I really did. And uh, All right. What was, was the craziest thing you researched for? Uh, artificial intelligence, easily. Just um, the uh, the pace at at which it's increasing its uh, ability to to do things you know and like i said we've all 
not all, maybe many people haven't heard of it, but with chat GPT and open AI and, and things like Dolly two that are able to, you put in a prompt in there and it'll, it'll write, you know, a blog article that is better than most people can write it, you know, and it can create uh, images that uh, I think one of the images from one of these things won a photo award. Uh, they didn't realize it was a the AI generated photo and it won uh, an award for photography. So just the like, unbelievable uh, advancements in, in that field. It's scary. It's exciting, but it's also very scary. So yeah, that was definitely one of the, the craziest things I researched in, in creating the novel. Yeah. I hit all those, uh, are you a human checks now? Since I learned that you're just training an AI to recognize things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, if an AI can write. But, that, uh, but that's what they're, that's what they were. That's why they went from like, can you decipher these letters? Okay, now the AIs can decipher letters now as well as we do. It's like now, now it's pictures, and that's that's all it is. You, you think that, yeah, so like you, yeah, you're just some companies like, yeah, no, this will help keep bots out, but really we're training bots to defeat it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if a human can do it, uh, it's it's pretty likely that AI at this point can can do that type of thing at least. But that's yeah. crazy that yeah, that's it what just those like. that way. Yeah, so I'm very I'm very cynical about everything now. It's great. <laughs> that's why I write fantasy. Like screw the futurist stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fantasy, you definitely don't have to worry about uh, the reality of the way things can go. <laughs> That's good. All right. So um, you got this book written. You, uh, is there any other books in the series or is it standalone? It, it's going to be a series. So I'm working on the sequel right now, okay. uh, which should be out at, uh, by the end of this year. And uh, there's probably going to be at least four, possibly five books in the series total. So how are you finding writing the sequel? I always find writing the second book in the series at least starting out harder than the first book. Yeah, it's it, it's been interesting because it's you're you're having to go with some of the constraints, obviously, of the first novel, and keep yourself within those, but at the same time come up with new things that feel like they match, and and it's a good thematic match and tonal match to what the first novel was. So, yeah, I can see what you mean. Like, it, it can be a, a bit more difficult uh, in some ways. Uh, the thing that is easier is now that I've done that first novel, I learned a lot and got a bit better at writing. So, you know, as I'm, I'm going back through my first draft of the second novel now, and it's it's not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> so I find that a lot. Whenever yeah. I feel like I'm having a bad writing day and nothing's good. Then I reread it like a month later and I'm like, I don't, okay, maybe I felt like it wasn't good writing, but I don't know. It doesn't seem any worse than the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. So that's always a good feeling, right? <laughs> so this is uh, your first novel then, huh? This one, Path of Relics, yeah, it was first novel. So did you just always plan to self-publish it or did you try to get a publisher? No, I always planned to self-publish. Okay. Uh, my reason for that is uh, I was in a writer's group where um, – one of the other members got uh, a traditional publishing deal and she basically said that they, because she was a, a new author, they, she had to do all of her promotion anyway. Like she basically had to do all of her marketing for herself. The, the company really didn't do much of that. So when I heard that, I was like, well, you know, and I've heard that several times since it's like, if I'm going to have to market the book myself anyway, I might as well keep more of the profits from it, you know? So that that was uh, my reasoning behind it. Now, is it always true? I'm sure it's not always. That's not always the case. But <laughs> well, yeah. So she was like a small press, not like one of the big five. What's that? She wasn't with one of the big five. 
Uh, I think she was with one of the big ah, five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because like even the even those ones, like yeah, you have to do a lot of your own legwork. Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, like I mean, the the, the reality is like only ten percent of even traditional published authors can like live off their writing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you got the next book. Are you going to just keep writing in this world, or are you going to branch out into other things? I definitely want to do other things. Uh, so many different ideas about. Like I said, it all goes back to that question for me of, of what if, what what would it be like to experience uh, this technology when it comes into fruition? What would it be like to go to this part of the solar system that we can't go to now? Uh, you know, those those types of things really interest me. So I, I have more ideas for series that, that kind of try to answer some of those questions and, and help me to visit those places, even though we can't. Yeah, no, I like to just go to like fantasy places where... <laughs> Yeah, well, similar, right? As opposed to, like, real life. But, like, just the idea of being, like, in a forced feedback track and thinking I have to do all that stuff myself, I'm like, God, I'm exhausted already just thinking about that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I was like, God, I don't want to have to, like, like, I play video games. I don't want to have to do any of that stuff in real life. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely have those days because I I have um, the meta quest or whatever, uh, and uh, there's definitely days where I don't want to. You do meta, huh? Like, the, the whole, like, VR thing that facebook does yeah yeah uh, you know, like i said i've been interested in vr for a long time so i got that one i mean not a big okay. fan of meta or its policies I've, and all that but like i've just seen it and i was like okay um I, i'm good that doesn't not not your cup of tea huh? well i mean yeah it's like i'm like oh it's like really like goofy cartoony avatars and oh yeah it looks like a video game from the late 90s Oh, and, yeah. uh, it's definitely not a triple A title type. I'm of like, job. I mean, it looks worse than Second Life. Oh God, Second Life. I've actually, I, I have, have I ever, I think I've seen someone play Second Life. I've never actually played Second Life, but yeah, I remember what you're it, talking about. The like, Second Life is like, I mean, because Second Life is like, uh, what, like very early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's de- you're definitely not getting into it for the graphics, that's for sure. <laughs> if you're doing a, a meta, you know, they have some other ones that connect to a PC that have good graphics but um yeah i I don't have that kind of a pc so fair enough yeah it's running off a phone i guess yeah there yeah pretty much phone phone processor basically yeah so if you want to kind of just let our readers know where they can kind of connect with you yeah sure um the best place to go would probably just be my website which is um djlauthor.com so my initials d j l author.com you can find out more about me there um don't have it up yet but i plan to have a little anthology of of short stories i've done available on the site probably within the next uh, month or so so i'm not sure when this is going to be going out but not within the next month so they might be there and we'll have (laughs) the link for the website in the description so check it out to see some free short stories yeah yeah for sure for sure well it was really great chatting with you dj you as well thank you sir you have yourself a great day yeah, same to you. This has been Creatives in Focus. You can follow my books on Amazon under JMD Read, or join my readers group, Fantastic Worlds of the Imagination, on Facebook to keep up with news and releases.